Welcome to Healthcare ID Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Howe. The world of technology and healthcare ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health IT news, meshed together in new ways which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. On today's episode, we have our really fun topic, We're going to be previewing the HIMSS 20 annual health IT mega conference. I think that's a fair description. 45,000 people or so descending on Orlando at HIMSS 20. And today's episode is sponsored by HP, the leader in the world's most secure and manageable PCs. Learn more about HP's healthcare edition products at hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash US. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the hashtag HITSM and on our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 13 years of health IT blog content at healthcareittoday.com. Ready for hymns, Colin? I don't think you can ever be too ready for hymns, but I'm excited, <laughs> definitely excited for hymns, that's for sure. I should have said, are you ready for Hymnsanity, right? Yes. <laughs> Remember when Lynn Sanity was there? We called it Hymnsanity. Yes, that him seems sanity. appropriate. It is definitely Hymnsanity. Yeah, it is good. It is good. And but we are in that crazy phase, right? Where everyone that's all anyone can focus on for the next month as we get ready for the, the conference and being at the conference, it's just it's a whole month of hymns. So that's a good thing though. Yeah, well, I mean 45,000 of your closest friends to coming together is quite a quite a party. It, it is. And you know what, what's funny is that it's probably one of the uh, weirdest things to go to hymns and just you always meet someone randomly in the hall, right? doesn't matter what you're doing. You just, you're always going to be able to find someone that you know at 45,000 with 45,000 others. <laughs> well, you know, that that's true now. But when I first went, I was just totally overwhelmed. So, I mean, there is a bit of a curve that happens. You know, now I'm, what, I think 10 or 11 in. But it happened for me, I think, about, I think it was about two to three in. And then, you know, thanks to social media and some of the blogging I'd done, I remember I was sitting outside the exhibit hall, about to go to a party or some event, and people were streaming out of the exhibit hall because it just closed. And I just kept seeing person after person. And I realized, oh. I do know quite a few people. This is pretty awesome. <laughs> so it takes a few years, right? If you've never been. It does take time to build up that reputation for sure. All right. So let's talk about some of the exciting things that we're looking forward to and maybe some of the things that we're not so looking forward to at Heavens 20. And we'll start by, John, let's talk about the keynotes and the sessions. Uh, what's sort of standing out for you and what are you excited to maybe look at uh, this year? Yeah, you know, I, I have to say I was a little disappointed by the keynotes this year. Uh, A-Rod is intriguing, although, you know, like you know, some of the liar stuff is a little hard to process, but I am interested to hear, right? I mean, he has a huge comeback story, and he's been able to overcome that and be successful. So I am excited to hear what he has to say. I think he'll be inspiring. And it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm also, in, you know, I think I may be the exception on this, but I love the political ones. I think, you know, the two political figures, they always bring one from each side of the aisle, right? And, you know, that session to me is always interesting because they give me just a little extra insight into kind of like the inside baseball of what's happening in DC. And healthcare is so regulated that, 
you know, I want to learn as much about that as possible to help me understand what are they really thinking? How do they really approach passing new bills? What's really on their mind? And yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of great insights from those sessions in the past. So I'm looking forward to that one this year as well. You're right. I mean, those political ones, uh, you know, being Canadian, it's sort of like a nice uh, behind the scenes look at what happens in the machine that's DC. So I, I do enjoy them. Uh, you know, they, Does that just always make you grateful for Canada? <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean, I got to say, like, the one that surprised me the most, and this is going back, but I remember listening to George W. Bush and at him, yeah. and I was totally floored because I never thought of him that way. You know, the artist in he him. He owned the stage on that. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, he was he was amazing and like anyway it just was a really great look at um what life is like for a president and of course bill clinton and others so yeah i agree with you that the political ones are, are very cool i'm actually looking forward to um uh a, a rods <laughs> only because uh it's just sort of a a nice maybe departure from from uh the healthcare uh standard speakers that we have so i'm actually looking forward to that one to see what he has to say uh, especially given all his history. So looking forward to that keynote. But but also for me, I'm actually looking to, forward to a few of the sessions, John. Uh, there's two in particular that kind of stood out. One is uh, called the psychology of trustworthy digital health experiences. So basically the psychology of trust. Uh, and this is being put on by some folks uh, from MadPal. And they're basically going to be talking about like how do you build trust digitally. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's mostly because of the marketer in me. But as you and I have talked about before, you know, trust is sort of the foundation upon which all of this, all of a lot of healthcare is built. If you don't trust your provider, you know, you're not going to go to that provider, right? If you don't trust the treatment, you're not going to go for that treatment. So I'm kind of interested in that one. There's another one. There's a few others that are interesting around the transitions of care. Um, it's a personal, uh, you know, pet peeve of mine just to say how much breaks down during a transition from one setting to another. That could be from one room to another, or that could be from one uh, organization to another healthcare organization. Those transitions are just fraught with problems, and uh, I'm looking forward to any of the sessions that are gonna be talking about how we can fix that. Yeah, well, it's frustrating because tech should be a solution to that. We should be doing better. You know, the session that I, I'm, I'm watching out for what happens at Hims, and there's a little inside baseball too as far as Hims organizing at least as I've seen is the government waits until the last minute to say who they're sending for all sorts of political and logistical reasons and you know who knows I guess with this administration you may lose someone just like we lost the deputy VA director he's not going to be at Hims anymore <laughs> so you never know who you're going to lose so it kind of makes sense but they always add just a few governmental sessions and with all the legislation that I think is going to drop before Hims, I think we're going to have the information blocking rule and we may have another rule or two before Hims. If we get those rules before HIMSS, then they're going to create a session. HIMSS does a great job of this and working together with ONC and CMS and other uh, HHS organizations. They put together a session on the information blocking and they have the people who wrote the rule and they have you know, the, the director of ONC or whoever it is that's in charge of that rule that's there and can really tell us some insights. And if you know now that we're at the final rule, it's even better. Right. The interim rules were a little harder, but now that we're at the final rule, they'll know what they dis decided. They'll know the feedback they received, and they'll be able to say it. So if, you know, and this is a 
smartly, if I think, if the information blocking comes out before HIMSS, the information blocking session better be in the biggest room that they have because it's going to be bad <laughs> and it's going to be oh, good yeah. because it's going to have a lot of information. Yeah, right. Absolutely right. And that, that if they drop that one at HIMSS, which I'm with you, I'm you know 90% confident that they will, that is going to be a, a, a really great session, but B, extremely well attended. And there's going to be a lot of interesting questions that I hope the moderator is going to ask. <laughs> Well, and everyone's going to live tweet it. So if you can't get into the room, you'll you'll be able to read the live tweets. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, let's move on to the next uh, thing that we love to talk about, John, which is what parties and after-hours events are you looking forward to at HIMSS? Are you trying to say I like parties? I don't. Uh, that was I'm, more I'm you, saying, I thought. I'm just saying the parties are uh, <laughs> seem to be the big draw uh, now. Uh, you know, after after 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling my wife it's work, okay? So I'm I'm just going to stick to that line. So there's work events in the evening at hymns, not parties. So I mean maybe you <laughs> No, I mean they are a lot of fun, right? I, I love I love going to the parties. We'll, we'll we'll use the word parties. Uh there's so many good ones uh and I you know, I like to dabble in an, a, a few of them, right? And I also love to watch on social media. So there's a little hymns hack. Watch social media and see where the best parties are. You can often discover because they're they're tweeting about it, they're sharing it, and you're seeing pictures of it. You know how crowded is it? You don't want you know. You know I think the ideal party at Hymns is full enough that it's got a great vibe and there's a good group of people there, but not so full that you can't move around and you can't hear each other because it's too loud. So right. You know, that's what I look for in a party. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest party this year, my prediction, is going to probably be the Salesforce party again. Uh, you know, that one is always a, a huge one. I think they had an 80s or 90s cover band last year. Uh, and, and so, you know, and it was a great show. The, you know, the food was great and everything was good. Had an amazing uh, group of people there, too, that I was able to connect with. So I'm, pr I'm predicting the Salesforce party to be the biggest party this year at Hims. Well, one of my favorite parties that I like to go to, or sorry, work events that I like to go to after hours, uh, <laughs> is the uh, Redox Taco Party um, that they usually have, or the Redox Party. Um, it it kind of hits that sweet spot that you're talking about, John. You know, it's it's just it's got great number of people, um, not too too crowded where you can't move. Great vibe. Uh, Nico and 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 uh, and Luke and the team put on an amazing uh, amazing shindig. Always great food as well. Uh, but also, what I like about it is, you know, a lot of course, a lot of their um, customers uh, come to their their party, and there are a lot of the customers are these sort of uh, innovative mid-sized companies that are using Redox to connect and Redox to to integrate, and it's just so much fun talking to them and hearing the excitement and some of the things that they're able to achieve and do, and so I like that vibe, and I've always found that that event to be you know, A, a really good event to go to, and B, just I learn a lot just by talking to the people. So that's one of my favorite ones. Uh, the other one I have to put a plug in for just obviously is the uh, the Canadian government puts on <laughs> a uh, an after-hours event that for all, any Canadian that's going down there. So this is the Canadian tax dollars at work. So it's a few times where you can get something back from the government without getting a refund. You can go to this party. <laughs> no, but it's actually really good to connect with people who are in the health space in Canada. Uh, and increasingly, actually, there's a lot of um, a lot of other folks, not just from Canada, who go to that conference because it's an opportunity for them to learn how to get into the Canadian market. So I enjoy that one as well. So those are those are some pretty good uh, um, good parties. 
Yeah, the local hymns chapters do a good job as well, you know, even throughout the U.S. Uh, you know, so that's a good way to meet some of the local people. The other ones I give a shout out to is uh, the EHR vendors usually do, and their parties are usually more user uh, parties. So it's you you often have to be a user. So it's sometimes hard to get into them if you're not a user. But if you are, it's a great you know opportunity to connect with other users, to connect with the people behind that EHR vendor. So I really like those because they are almost user events and you get to meet a lot of the users and hear like the the real things about what's happening with that EHR and they uh, usually have good parties too <laughs> all right so so John you know we're pre hymns uh, right now but you know um, and of course what's coming out is a lot of advice and tips around you know what to do at hymns and things to do at hymns we've written I've written one already as well but are there some tips about hymns that you just like, hey, this is tired. And you know, we've heard this so many more times, we don't need to hear it again. Yeah, so let me give you my, my top three uh, tired hymns tips. Number one, shoes, wear comfortable shoes. And this is in no particular order. I should probably reorder these, but anyway. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it's great advice, right? Like you should wear comfortable shoes <laughs> because it's a long time and you're on your feet and guess what? There's no padding on the exhibit hall floor and all that, right? So, I mean, wear comfortable shoes is great advice, but if you haven't heard that, then I don't know what hole you're living under. <laughs> or maybe you've just never been to hymns and we just are on social media too much, which couldn't be the case as well. So the <laughs> shoes is the first one. The second one is uh, drink a lot of water, uh, which, you know, again, great advice. But man, we, we certainly hear that one quite a lot. And then the third one is, uh, you know, bring a battery for your cell phone. It's like, okay, yeah, I think we know that now, uh, you know, but it is good advice. Again, you know, I'm not disparaging the advice, but man, I've heard this over and over. It's like, charge up every chance you get. And it's true, especially if you have an iPhone, because those batteries are much worse than Android. Sorry, I had to take a little pop shot. But <laughs> I to I'm totally with totally with you john on those three you know we hear them all the time it, it, it is good advice but we've just heard them over and over again we need something uh new i think my my three you know are related to that as well the good advice just i think we're past it uh one is uh study the exhibitor map um i i think that's sort of a given how large it is you have, have a plan. To, yeah Exactly. Have a plan for the exhibit hall. Um, I think that's just sort of a given, given how large it's gotten. You have to have a plan. You're just not going to see it all. Um, the second is, uh, you know, be ready to meet new people. I mean, I don't think you're coming to hymns to connect necessarily with people that you already know. Uh, you want to connect with new people. So I think it's sort of, again, it's a given. You should do that. You should take opportunities to do that. Uh, and then the third is, is kind of related to to uh, what you said before was just you know sort of pace yourself right like that whole kind of related to the comfortable shoes thing hymns is a marathon it's an entire week it's you know from nine you know eight eight o'clock in the morning all the way through to eight p.m. and beyond uh, so just you can't go all out in day one because you'll be ruined for the rest of the week you've got to just sort of pace yourself um, it's good again good advice but I think I've heard that so many times. Yeah, the one I always kill that I probably should teach myself is uh, to pace my voice. I, I always like ruin my voice that first day and then I'm like, oh, dang, I've got to use this for the rest of the week. And it's always shot. So that's the lesson I'm going to offer myself is uh, pace your voice. <laughs> so true. So true. 
Hey, listen, if you're just tuning in to Healthcare IT Today with John Lynn and Colin Hunt. Yeah, and uh, today's episode is sponsored by HP, the leader in the world's most secure and manageable PCs. Learn more about HP's Healthcare Edition products at hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash US. Again, that's hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash US. And be sure to visit HP at HIMS 20. They'll be in booth number 1541. Awesome. So let's talk about that since we're on the topic right now of talking about booths. Our favorite area of HIMS, of course, being the exhibit hall. Definitely. I think we have to find HP and check out their, their PCs. I have one right here in my bag, so <laughs> <laughs> they're good. No, but I mean, think in the exhibit hall, there's there's all sorts of things to see. Uh, you know, when I'm thinking about what am I most excited to see, uh, there's a, I think it's a new area. I don't know. I hadn't seen it before and maybe I just hadn't missed it before, but there's an international area. Mm. And I love the yeah. idea of hearing about some international innovations that are coming to hymns and maybe i am skewed because i attended the ces conference where they have massive international sections and there's all this really incredible innovation that happens in those international sections so i'm kind of interested to see if hymns is following a similar path and creating kind of this innovation area because what happens is these countries at least at ces these countries will pay for the most innovative companies to okay. come to events like him so yeah i'm hoping that that's what the, what's going to be there and we'll see some really cool stuff that maybe we hadn't seen before no i i definitely i saw that as well i thought that was going to be kind of interesting uh, I love checking out the uh, interoperability pavilion. Um, I actually find it kind of cool to see what companies have done to to integrate with uh, various systems together. And then that tour that they give, I think, is actually pretty good. I, I usually enjoy looking at that. Um, actually, you know, it some of the parts. This makes me angry, Colin. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it makes me angry. I, I'm like, you show that it's possible, then why isn't it happening? So yeah. I, I mean, I agree. It's nice to see that, like, oh yeah, this is. But it's like, okay, then what's holding us back? Uh, but it's true. anyway, that's my own it's, take. <laughs> it still it still makes for a nice, uh, enjoyable time, I find. But you're right. I mean, it is kind of one of these things like, okay, we can make it work here. How come we can't make it work out there? Um, no, the other areas that I like checking out, actually, um, a couple of things. The marketer in me, I'm kind of curious to see because two of the larger um, uh, booths traditionally have been Epics and Cerner's. And this year, both of them have two sets of booths right across from each other. They have their main large one and then they have an sort of not so small other one across the way, across the aisle. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe one is just for their partners or in Epic's case, the orchard, and then the other one is just for their mainline clients. But I'm kind of interested to see what they're gonna do there where now they have essentially a divided uh, aisle um, or a divided booth where an aisle goes right through the middle of it. So that'd be kind of interesting to see, uh, more, mostly just from a marketer mm -hmm. standpoint. Uh, but the area I love about the exhibit hall uh, is really checking out two places. One, the smaller booths in the edges. You know, those 10 by 10s that probably don't get a lot of visitors. For me, like you said about the international folks, I find that those contain a lot of the most innovative companies. The companies are doing some really, truly unique things. That's where they are. Of course, they've got the small booths. They're new to hymns. They're probably at the back. So I love checking those out. I mean, they used to have a section that was just for startups. I don't know if they have that this year, but I like checking that out because it, it is nice to talk to some new fresh faces and see their kind of unique, sometimes naive approach to, to healthcare. But it's good. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's exciting to see that. 
I think they do have some innovation pavilions uh, in a few spots that it's a little less expensive than, you know, compared to a full 10 by 10 booth. Uh, so you do find some really innovative companies there. I also love the security pavilion. Another yeah. example where you get just a whole potpourri of security solutions and then you see the variety of what's needed to really secure a healthcare organization, but you get it in a really focused area. So I really like that as well. Yeah, I mean, those are those are those are great as well. The security one was pretty cool last year when they started that. And, uh, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing, of course, what some of the non-traditional players are bringing again this year. Right. We have AWS, we have Microsoft, we have, you know, uh, to a certain degree, you know, uh, people like IBM even, you know, just kind of seeing what they're bringing from some of their other areas into the hall. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, those boots and just kind of what they've got on display um, should be fun. Yeah, I don't think IBM would like you saying non-traditional. Well, yeah, I should caveat. I well, I should caveat to say the parts of IBM that haven't traditionally come. IBM is definitely you're yeah, right. I mean, true. IBM Watson and IBM is there, but but they're starting to bring a lot of other things that uh, from their other areas in their fintech area. At least I'm hoping they bring them from those areas over into healthcare. So I'm interested to see what other things that IBM may be bringing in from their other divisions. Well, and I agree with you on the Amazon, Google, Microsoft, because uh, the past year and maybe even two years, I think is when it first started, it just felt like they were pouring money into him. So I'm interested to see if they're still pouring or if they're going to pull back a little and, and maybe invest things a little different. So that'll be fun to watch. And I know, you know, HIMSS has traditionally not been a device show. It's not meant for devices. But, you know, as devices have gotten more and more complex and have a cloud component to them for all the telemetry and all the data, I'm wondering this year in the exhibit hall if we're going to start to see a little bit more of the home care devices, the, the devices that are attached to your cell phone and those kinds of things, uh, you know, a lot more prevalent I, I, this year at the exhibit hall. Yeah, and I think they are doing stuff with, the Connected Health Conference, and I think, what is it called, the Personal Connected Health Alliance right. that our friend John Sharp runs. I know they have some elements of that. Uh, you know, it would be interesting. Does that go mainstream at Hims, or is it still just a side thing? Uh, my my prediction is probably it's still a side thing. Uh, I'm not sure that most healthcare organizations are ready, although, you know, we just published a story on Healthcare IT Today about one of the payers really getting involved in incorporating those type of sensor data into their platform. So maybe we'll start to see that shift. Let's hope, it'll be fun. Regardless of what happens, it'll definitely be a fun time on the exhibit hall floor. Um, but let, let's uh, let's kind of end off, John, by just talking about what are some of the hot topics or topic areas that you think are gonna be prevalent this year at the big event? So how about I throw out some topics and we get each other's reaction? Okay. Like blockchain, overhyped <laughs> yeah way overhyped yeah i you know i think we're actually going to see more people talk about the hyperledger because blockchain is just so such a tired and such a uh, it's up such a connotation yep okay how about ai oh gosh i hope it's like it's going to still going to be pixie dust it's still going to be sprinkled on everything we're going to we're going to have people like talking about ai this ai that and i think you know i think there are some very good ap applications of ai and legitimate I think other ones are just more like they sprinkled it on. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think you're right. That's what we're going to have to do at Hims 20. Everyone's going to be shouting AI and you're going to be like, wait a minute, that's a spreadsheet short sorted and grouped. Like that's not AI, which is fine. Like that could still be incredibly valuable, but don't use the term AI because that's not, although I think that we'll see that everywhere and you'll have to kind of dis discriminate between it. So uh, how about, uh, this is one I think it's going to trend at HIMSS 20, and then you can throw me a few at me if you want. Uh, how about ambient clinical voice technology? Oh, actually, this one, I hope it's going to be a hot topic, because I'd love to see some of this stuff in more prevalent and put up by more people, because I think that is, like you do, that it is going to truly make a difference. Yeah, and we see it with some of our friends like Sakara, Nuances, Investing, even Cerner, and all the HR vendors are are partnering generally uh, to try to create these types of solutions. It, it really is the one that's going to create an amazing efficiency. As I talked to a CIO this week, he said, if we can solve this and it can be reliable, it'll change the workflow for a doctor. So I, I'm hopeful too, but I think we're still probably a year out from mainstream, like we can really do this. Let me throw two at you, John. One, data analytics. Data analytics. I mean, it's kind of a that, that's a, that's another version of AI, uh, and everyone's doing it. I don't care what what you do. If you have a device, if you have whatever application, you're doing data analytics. So yeah, I mean, it it will be a little overplayed. So I think you you know we're gonna have to dig through the data analytics and say, okay, well, what are you really doing with the data? And that's what's gonna matter because we're gonna see it everywhere. All right. Second, last one. Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. Uh, it's going to be the annoying topic that everyone is going to talk about, and very few people are going to know what to do about it. Although the, I think that you know these are important conversations, and I think it's going to be an overarching topic that basically is going to be included in every single discussion. So every session is going to have some mention of security and every meetup at a booth is going to talk about security in some, you know, some form or fashion. And it's, it's going to in some ways be overwhelming and just a core element of every topic. But, uh, you know, in, in some ways it's, you know, it's still going to be just as challenging for a CIO that's at HIMSS and trying to figure out what their their uh, security strategy should be. Um, you know, so I think that's going to be the interesting part is hopefully we can come out of it and say, okay, we've heard this plethora of cybersecurity options. Now, what can I really do about it, especially with a limited budget? Right, right. Well, one of my, I'll just, I'll bet you a chocolate ice cream, John, that uh, we are going to see one vendor at least that's going to talk about using data analytics to build an AI-powered cybersecurity system, right? That you that will prevent an intrusion or prevent a malware attack. I bet you there's going to be some vendor with that title on their. Is it built on, on their, the blockchain, or or is it not? Yeah, built on the yeah, we'll throw that in too. Yeah, it'd be built on the blockchain. <laughs> some hyperledger to to download, you know, to to prove. <laughs> yeah, I think that one might. I think that might earn me my ice cream, right? Uh, you had me until if we had blockchain, I'll take the bet. Without it, I'm like, yeah, that's more or less like half of the cybersecurity. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, hey, thanks to all of you who tuned into this episode of Healthcare IT Today, and thank you to HP for sponsoring today's episode. If you're attending HIMSS 20, be sure to stop by their booth at 1541. 
Again, it's booth 1541. You can also learn more about HP and their health edition products designed for clinicians at hp.com slash go slash healthcare slash US. And you can find more details about our show by checking out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com. And please share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com. And on Twitter, of course, using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lin. Thanks for listening and have a great week.